When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Something coming up on the TV screens yeah. here about how do you measure handsome. Apparently, they're measuring handsome. Yes. And this guy that just won, I think he's had a Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah, 93% hotness. Well, and then just being beaten is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, second. Yeah. I think you've been third. Beat, how do you beat Hemsworth? Come on, that's the best looking man in the world, you know what, Hemsworth. You know what he just says? Well, how big are his arms? <laughs> you know, speaking of, uh, the birthday game, of course, is proudly brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. Into the studio walks two buck Chuck. How are you today, Chuck? I'm good. I'm feeling great. Okay. Why would you choose the footwear that you have? Just out of interest, you better tell the listeners what you're wearing. Uh... Socks and stocks, my Birkenstocks. It's a Friday, casual Fridays. I hate Birkenstocks. Mate, oh, yeah. you look like a German tourist. Sweet. In fact, the German tourist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Swedish. German or Swedish. I know you go with whatever. But, okay, but there's a suggestion around the office that your preparation for today might not have been top class. Oh, look, it's Australia Day yesterday, public holiday. <laughs> Treated yourself? I sure did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say the lack of energy displayed by you today is, I would suggest, lends itself to you not having the best preparation. Mm. I'm very interested in what your stats are going to be later on in the program. <laughs> I reckon Hemi Goodman might be with Chuck on that one. Oh. Yeah, he sounded a bit flat today, Hemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hemi usually bounces. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Birthday f- game. First one, Alicia Mollick, currently on uh, mm. Channel 9 for the Australian Open. 44. 46. 42. Ooh. Sorry, Alicia, if you're listening. Uh, uh, ben Teo. How old's Ben Teo today? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 38. 36. 36, correct. Jimmy. Yay! I won. <laughs> oh, and ready? lastly, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. How old would Mozart be today if he was still alive? Wolfgang. I think he was composing symphonies aged four. Uh, 138. 162. Oh, you're both close. 267. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've got a favourite Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart story, but we won't get to that. Bossy Yoki today, this one. Uh, summer edition with James Magnuson, the missile, and me, Jimmy. We're here until 9 o'clock. I can see Matty White and the team getting ready for their program coming up at 9 o'clock. This hour, Australian tennis legend Mark Woodford and we'll also have a chat with Rugby Sevens player Dominique Dutoy, who came into the studio. She's a media student. She um, reached out via Tommy Carter, who's their high-performance manager uh, with the Sevens, and uh, did some work here. She's a very, very smart girl, very talented girl, very good Rugby Sevens player. And they've got, the seven, they've got their first game tonight. They're playing Spain. Uh, so it's a three-day festival at Allianz Stadium, uh, which is a whole heap of fun too. I think, did you mm. go to the one? Yeah, the one in Par- Parramatta. Parramatta. One on the Sunday, which was all the finals. Right. Very cool. Yeah, uh, and great athletes too. Um, and it's interesting around these, uh, the female athletes with the Rugby Sevens program. I remember talking to uh, Brad Donald, who's the coach of the Gillaroos, and we t- it was in a, um, 
during the course of the pandemic and talking about, well, how do you get some footy going on? And, hey, maybe we could do a game where the Rugby Sevens play the the Rugby League girls and maybe make it a nines or an eights or, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. And he went, oh, no, 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 no. I said, really, why? And he said, they're so advanced physically compared to us. We're getting there. Wow. That was three years ago. So maybe with more in the NRLW and more yeah, exposed yeah, to that yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. But he said, those girls, uh, they're, they're ahead of us physically. And if you look at the former rugby players that come back to the NRLW, mm. invariably they're the best players. Mm. True. Do you Emma think that's because it became an Olympic sport? Back leading up to 2016, so a bit more money was put into it, a bit more of a focus. It's exactly that. Yeah. So remember, they did very well out of the CBA, the rugby women's sevens girls. They play, I think I'm right, they certainly did. I'm not sure it's still the case. They actually play only half the time that the men's rugby sevens play. They, they don't have as many tournaments, Yeah, but they got paid the same. Wow. Yeah. That's good. So they could be full-time athletes. Mm. Not you know, they do all this other stuff like study, like Dominique, mm. but um, that's the way it plays out. Hey, we've got a text message here. Eddie Van Halen named his son after Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Uh, Dave from Frankston. Did you know that? No. No, neither did I. Um, <laughs> but he was prodigious, uh, Mozart. And it was made me, people who listen to the afternoon program know I have, well, obsession's a strong word, a, a deep regard for Keith Ross Miller, the former Australian test cricketer. Do you, are you aware of any of Keith's work? No. Oh, mate. There should be a miniseries made about Keith. He was Warney before Warney. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I've heard he was funny, but I don't know his specifics. So he flew bombers over um, Germany yep. in the war, right? Yep. This was endeared him to the English people so much. Uh, he was he was beloved by the English um, because of that. Coming back, and, and that was the job that was, I don't think in the history of the world there's been a more dangerous job, mm. right? Fly bombers over Germany during yeah. World War Two. Yeah. On a return, because of... His love of Ludwig von Beethoven, he asked the bomber to fly over the city of Bonn. Right. Just so he could say, <laughs> I flew over the birthplace of my favourite composer. That's pretty cool. It's ridiculously cool. Around the grounds for Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Tonight we've got the BBL. Sydney Thunder hosts the Brisbane Heat at the Sydney Showground. Any thoughts there? Are you are you a Thunder or a Sixers man? How did the Heat finish fifth <laughs> and they're in the finals? Oh. It's just yes. a point of contention. Oh, earlier this week I said, oh, the Heat are a pretty good side. Yeah. And then, you know, hours later, Two Buck Chuck came in and tried to cut me down saying, since 2016, I'm like, I'm not talking about 2016. <laughs> anyway, that day, James, that day, the Brisbane Heat lost the unlosable game. Yeah. And just to sort of prove Chuck's point. Um, yes, they've sort of stumbled their way into the finals. Both teams. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not overly interested in the game, to be honest. Okay, what about the A-League tonight? The Jets hosting the Brisbane Roar at Hunter Stadium. Mm. All right, uh, what about the <laughs> Sydney Sevens? Kicks off later no, today. Will, that will be good. Okay, the one of the, one of the great things about the Sevens, for anyone that hasn't watched it, uh, as far as athletes go, they are really superior athletes, like super strong, super fast, uh, very impressive athletes. Very have, impressive athletes. Have you seen Madison Levi? Or Madison Levy, Levi. No. She's playing on the wing for Australia. Yeah. She's she's former AFL from the Gold Coast Suns. And right. then she's she's just, I'll say she's 6'1", six, six just ridiculous athlete. Working. Doesn't even know all the rules about it yet. Yeah, yeah. But is just phenomenal. Like one of these fun. But uh, in saying that, um, my mate Tommy Carter, who had on the afternoons program, says when you start looking across the board and all that, Catholic is still the supreme. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yo-yo test and all that sort of oh, stuff. Okay. Catholic, yeah, yeah. Catholic's winning, winning all of that. Will she be back end of her career now? <sighs> she well, she's going be... to a second, a third Olympics. So she... she was in Rio, which is what, six years ago. I was in Rio with her. I wouldn't have said she was super young there, like maybe early 20s in Rio. Well, we're playing the birthday game again. Anyway, all right. And today, Aussie Open, we've got the two semifinals at 2.30 p.m. Uh, Karen Hatchinov takes on Stefana Sitsipas, And then tonight, Tommy Paul taking on Novak Djokovic. We'll talk about that with Mark Woodford very shortly. That is Around the Grounds, thanks to Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Now, all thanks to Kia. Uh, we're going to have a chat to the, the former Australian tennis great, Mark Woodford, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. Mark is on the line. G'day, Mark. Uh, morning, fellas. Uh, all right, we better get to these semifinals tonight because uh, James and I have differing opinions on who might win this first one. Let's start with Hachinov and Sitsipas. Have you been impressed? Well, you must be. They're into the semifinals by these two guys during the course of the last 10 days. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you, you know, I think they've shone a little brighter uh, over the last uh, 10 days to get to this stage. Um, um, probably a bit bit of a surprise to see Hashinov still alive. Um, not not so much with Sitipas. I, I, I mean, I really love watching him play. I, I think he's got a, a really, um, you, you know, fantastic game. It's appealing to the eye. And it, and it kind of gives me this sense of, you know, how Australians used to play. A bit of an all-court game. He's not shy about coming to net. He uses a backhand slice. So he, so he has some variety, um, and he's been knocking on the door for a couple of years. But Hashinov obviously, has been, you know, finding the corners of the court, uh, you know, to still be alive, um, you, you know, in today's semifinal. But I'm interested to see why, why you guys would think or, or who's, Who's saying which one should win the match? <laughs> no, well, Jimmy thought it would be a straight set to Sissy Pass. I've been pretty yeah. impressed by Hashanov. I think he can take a set or two off Sissy Pass. Yeah. Well, look, uh, um, according to their history, head-to-head, um, Sissy Pass has won every encounter that they've played. Uh, Hashanov mm. has, I think, squeezed by, squeezed out maybe a couple of sets, which isn't a whole lot. I think mm. their head-to-head is... Something like five matches to to City Pass and and Hashinov has yet to win. But I think maybe what that could highlight is that Hashinov, as strong as he is from the baseline, and as I mentioned, things are going really well for him this tournament. But it's the inability to maybe find uh, like a plan B. If plan A is not working, that he he finds it difficult to kind of temper his game where. Um, you know, I think that's the beauty for City Pass is that you know there's a B game, and at times there's a, a, a C game as well, depending on who he plays against. Then in the other match, uh, we've got the juggernaut Novak Djokovic <laughs> rolls on against Tommy Paul. This one we are in agreement on. <laughs> we both think yeah. this will be a straight set. <laughs> It, it, I think uh, it seems like the whole tennis community here are a little uniformed on uh, the the potential of uh, the second of the semifinals. Um, I mean, Djokovic just, uh, I, I think, has blown us all away with the last two matches, the, the level that he's played at. Um, you know, it's not, it's not bad. Hopefully, Alex Di Manara is not feeling quite as bad after watching Rublev get spanked, uh, yeah, you know, the other night. But, uh, oh, you, you know, you can just... 
I mean, this is a huge result for Tommy Paul. If we thinking it was a surprise to see Hashanoff in a semi-final of, of this year's Grand Slam, Tommy Paul is, uh, you, you know, he's got a belated Christmas present by yeah. being alive today. Yeah. Uh, it probably doesn't because history says it doesn't, given the fact that what went on with Novak Djokovic last year, but now he's got himself or his camp's got themselves into a bit of a furor. I don't know. And we were talking about it earlier around the context of what his father's been involved with or not involved or how he's been drawn into it. Do you think, Mark, this has any impact on the way Novak will play tonight? No. Yeah. No, not at, not at, not, not at all. I, I, I think it's, uh, again, you know, media have, have their way of, of, of trying to instigate or incite, uh, you know, issues uh, that, that really are, I, I don't want to say irrelevant, but you can only imagine when, when you're at a tournament like this and there are fans yep. uh, from all countries uh, that are supporting their players and when they see a, uh, whether it's a parent, maybe it's a coach, you know, it, it, it could have just the way that it happened uh, or unfolded that, you know, they're just wanting to have a, a photo, you, you, you know, they're euphoric that um, Hashanov has, has made it through, maybe a little disappointed that Rublev, you, you know, got, uh, got, got handed his backside in that match. And I, I think it was just a, you know, quick happened so quickly, but, you know, it's now been blown, you know, into this, yeah. you know, uh, a level that I, I, it is, it just shake my head, scratch my head, like as to why. Um, but I don't think it's going to push Novak off of here, access uh, at all. And if anything, they, you know, they might have helped him put the blinkers on even stronger uh, not to be, you know, uh, distracted at all against Tommy Paul. We won't get a chance to speak to you, Mark, before the two finals are played out. Can you cast your eye ahead to both the women's and the men's finals and give us a bit of a crystal ball prediction? Uh, well, look, I, I, I've been supportive of Sabalenka from the beginning of the tournament. And I, my big question for her um, was, would the serve, you know, look, that's been an, an Achilles heel. And, and I think as athletes, and, and you probably noticed as well, uh, James, uh, you know, we have, we all have that little uh, Achilles heel and hers has been the serve over the last couple of seasons. And um, a full credit to her, she's kept at it, perseverance, patience. It's withstood the challenges so far. Um, and, and I, it's a, it's another big step to be you know in a final, uh, and, and she's playing a, another gal who probably is some, somewhat identical in in their game styles, which which is big serve, yeah, um, and they're going to go for broke on that that first strike. But I'm I'm really liking Rebecca for the final. The fact that she's, I think she wants to prove something to the tennis world that Wimbledon wasn't a one and done uh, or a fluke. Um, and, you know, probably a little frustrated that, you know, she was put out on some of the outer courts early on in the tournament, and now it's she survives that. Um, and, you know, me thinks moving forward <laughs> she won't be playing on any court 13 anywhere um, from now on. So I really like her chances, Rebecca. Um, and for the men, wow, I, I just think the the blockbuster final would have to be Djokovic against Tsitsipas. Yeah. Um, the question is, is Sitsipas is he ready? He he's probably out of the three guys that are left in the tournament 
Um, he's the one that has the game, can challenge uh, Djokovic, has beaten Djokovic in the past, um, but but will he be able to reproduce that in the final? That's the the question. Sitsipas v Djokovic final. Who's the crowd supporting? I guess that's another great uh, question to pose. I mean, the the Philippousis, Mark Philippousis, working with Sitsipas has has done a great job in you know just putting it out there that you know Stefanos feels so much at home. Um, Melbourne have got a, a fabulous Greek community that yeah. love coming out and, and supporting Tsitsipas and, um, you, you know, with their flags. And, um, you, you know, of course, there's this huge following for um, Novak. So, um, you, you know, they're, they're, there's going to be a colourful final. There. We're going to see plenty of flags um, flowing and uh, um, support for both guys. I would still give that edge to Djokovic. I right. think... Uh, yeah, um, you know, and and then can he can he try to utilize the the fans' support just to to have that edge if there are moments where it gets close in the match. Mark, I want to ask you this: We were talking about it earlier. You've had the opportunity to be there as a player, and now uh, more mature around the 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 tours as well. It goes back to what you were talking yep. about with Irina Sabalenka. Her serving issues are really a manifestation of her mental fragility. We were talking about that on the back of James watching the Netflix series and and talking about he was blown away by how mentally fragile some of the world's best tennis players are right James and 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 mm. there's a lot of people made comment on that what would be your comment on that like you you've got players there like Rafael Nadal who are absolute bulls and then you've got these yep. other players the next I think it was gen Casper Ruud who said yeah I never want to play Rafael Nadal again on, on clay because I can't beat him it's yeah impossible thoughts yeah. right and 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 there's Casper Ruud some of his best performances over the last couple of seasons have been only on clay. I, I'm not sure, apart from the result of the US Open final last year, um, that that was his biggest victory outside of the clay courts. So, you know, his, where he's performing at such a high level, there is doubt when he walks into the arena, mm. plenty of doubt um, against Rafa. And, uh, you, you know, he had the, I guess, well, the, the joy of reaching the Roland Garros final last year but again, got rolled um, in, in that final against Rafa. So yeah, it's there is fragility with even with the very best. I think it's they're aware of their own vulnerability, um, and it's it's like trying to once once the like the whistle's blowing or once the the tournament referee comes in and you know okay um, we're we're making our way out to the court before a whether it's a big match or or a final. I, I think tennis players have a, a wonderful way of uh, compartmentalizing their, their mental headspace. And so once they enter the arena, um, it's, it, it changes for them or it's, it's like maybe a switch. Um, you, you know, it's interesting for the players. I, I always, in the commentary booth now here at the Australian Open, I'm eager to see that the visual, uh, their faces, their reaction as they're walking through the tunnel, the champions walk and they see these great names and, you know, you know whether I can get maybe an indication how, how they're experiencing that walk before they arrive at the top of the stairs. Then they hear the roar of the crowd as their names are introduced. And, and that in itself can yeah. kind of set the tone for the, in the early stages of some of these matches. Yeah. It, it, 
if they hit a thousand forehands a session, could they hit eight hundred and then go and do half an hour? If we believed how important the mental side of the game is, then do a half hour of that. Do you think that's an area that could be explored by some of the even the elite players, Mark? Well, uh, what what some of the changes over time is, um, you know, whether whether it's the half an hour, I, I think now has been reduced, um, and and I. It, I mean, no, remember from the time that I was playing and, uh, and and maybe Todd and I going into some of these big finals and we would be out there in the, you know, warm up and we'd hit for 45 minutes because um, you feel like you want to be able to see if the, sh- you know, the shots that you're going to be using, uh, employing in the match, that they're operating. For us, that felt secure. These days, players will warm up and whether it's the doubles only specialists uh, or, or even the, the marquee singles guys, they may be out there for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and if you go by Roger Federer's court, I mean, he's just swinging freely. Uh, not, not that uh, we'll, we'll see him practicing for these matches now that he's in retirement, but it was such a contrast to see Roger Federer warm up for a match as opposed to a Rafa Nadal. But the big thing is that they, they reduce their warm-up time um, from what it used to be in past generations. And uh, it, it's like they, they just work on themselves more. There's more warm-up time in the gym, you know, getting their legs yeah. going or just getting their body, uh, you know, working on their flexion with uh, their shoulders and their, their arms. So, um, it, you know, very, very different uh, lead-ups to some of these big matches these days. Yeah, interesting. Hey, Mark, great to have you on. Really appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the tennis from today and the remainder of the Aussie Open. Have a great day, mate. Thanks. Go Rabakiner and Djokovic. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's the double. Uh, Mark Woodford there. Uh, all thanks to Kia, a pinnacle of engineering. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever created. Righto, we'll get ourselves to a break and then we'll – Back with more. Hey, reminder, are you a King's man, Missile? Yes. <laughs> wow, the enthusiasm. What did you do yesterday for Australia Day? Oh, I did have a big day yesterday, actually. Did you? Yeah, I celebrated Australia. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, Hammy, lower energy. Not yeah, low energy, yeah. lower energy. Mm. Chuck, two buck Chuck, no energy, mm. right? Clearly. But yep. you've come in, you've brought your energy. You know, don't have a big night if you can't back it up. That's what I've always Bingo. said, Jimmy. Bingo. Chuck, you hear that? You hear that, Chuck? <laughs> anyway, uh, final Sydney Kings home game. They've got a game tonight against the Jack Jumpers, but the final home game of the regular season, it's this Sunday, the tip-off, 3.45 p.m. at Kudos Bank Arena. Get your tickets at Ticketek if you are thinking about going out there. Do it. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm. Uh, afternoon out with the Kings as well. Uh, we've got the news coming up here. Uh, Jimmy, will the Sixers Scorchers game be broadcast by SEN? Uh, Stu from Cronulla. Yes, yes, uh, they are. Uh, we are. It'll be on 11.70am in Sydney and everywhere else via the SEN app. So uh, there you go. Um, now, you wanted to have your say on Mark Woodford's say. Yeah, just a quick one on the tennis. So I think maybe Mark hadn't watched all that Netflix series, but basically just on the Casper Ruud thing. So he's playing Rafael Nadal in the final of the French Open yep. on clay. Yep. And he basically talks through his headspace before the game, near concedes defeat before he even <laughs> steps on the court. Right. And then after the game basically says, I hope I never have to play him on clay again because he's unbeatable. Right. So that he's conceded defeat to Nadal forever. But as a swimmer, 
and and I'd say this to every young swimmer that I, that I mentor or, or coach or whatever. I never won a race in my life that I didn't think I could win going into it or I didn't think I was going to win. Yes. And sometimes that meant for months, years beforehand, convincing myself that I was going to win that race. And, you know, by the time I got in the blocks, I was convinced. I was so sure in my mind that I was going to win. Even races that I lost, I was sure that I was going to win. Yes. So I cannot understand as number two in the world yes. going into a Grand Slam final, having just beaten everybody else in the tournament, that, you, that you've conceded defeat. I don't care who's on the other side of the net. Michael Phelps, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you're number two in the world, of course you can win. And he could win. He so, could beat Nadal. So I had that question with Mark, and I, I'm not sure that he, he was talking about the warm-up. I'm talking about day-to-day Mental practice. Day-to-day practice. If, yeah. Why hit a 1,000 forehands if you go out there and you don't think you can beat your opponent? Correct. Why, why hit them? So just as you did that, and, and like the more repetitions you do of a shot, of a weight, whatever, the stronger you get. The more you do it in your mind, mm. the stronger you get. Yeah. I, I think I think that as a – you know, we're talking earlier to diet. I think that – more than anything, is the unexplored area of a sports performance. And you can probably talk to it as well, Jimmy. It's it's a frustrating thing as an athlete when you retire. And, and I'm in an age now where I think mentally I'm, I'm tougher than I ever was as an athlete. Like mentally now. Do you think that? Yeah, mentally now I think I'm in the best headspace I've ever been in my life. And I'm like, I wish I could just put that back into that 20-year-old body and have the the, the same mindset that I do now. At 35, I wish I was had that mentality when I was 20. Yeah. Exactly the yeah. same thing. I yeah. wish. Isn't it I interesting? Wish, I wish I knew. Yeah. And, and some people know it innately. Some people just believe. A big part of it's the perspective you have on the world and life and sport and where that stands. That when you're an athlete, uh, when, when you're in the midst of your career, you don't have that perspective yeah. or that wisdom. Yeah. And then you look back now as, you know, I'm 31 now. I look back and go, I wish I could instill that same mentality into my 20 year old self let's find out the mentality of dominic de toy she's coming yeah. up she's a rugby seven star she's coming up after the news ah uh, yes thank you vanessa welcome back to summer breakfast we're here thanks to brighton's lawyers remember if you're unable to work due to injury or illness contact brighton's lawyers and just another reminder joel and fletch taking over breakfast for a week it all begins monday at 6 a.m i'll tell you what who's uh is able to work. She's going to do it tonight, in fact. It's a workplace out there at Allianz Stadium. The, the Sydney Sevens Rugby, uh, one of the stars of the Australian women's team, and was also, how we describe she was an intern here for a day. It was thoroughly impressive. I'm talking about Dominic Dutoy. She's on the line. G'day, Dom. Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. All right, we've got to go back before we start talking about the Sydney Sevens. What happened last week over there in New Zealand? How did the USA... Beat the all-conquering Australians. Oh, I know. I don't. I don't know. We're still asking ourselves that. <laughs> we um, we just never had the ball. We played them in the semi-final in New Zealand, and yeah, the whole second half, I think we had the ball once, and that was in the final ten seconds of the game. We just defended our line the whole time, um, just penalty after penalty, scrum after scrum. But we defended really well, but we just couldn't attack when we had our opportunities. They actually had two yellow cards, and we didn't capitalize on that. Ah. We um yeah we didn't attack attack the line enough. There there's some big bodies and we yeah we didn't make the most of that. So that was very disappointing. We went down ten seven to mm. them in the semi final. So yeah we end up against Ireland in the third fourth playoff which we did win which was 
good to finish on a win, but very disappointing to go down to the USA. Dom, I'm just looking at the weather uh, forecast over the next couple of days. We've got 30 degrees predicted for Saturday and Sunday, another hot day today. How do you recover in between matches? Is it ice baths, uh, massages? Because it's pretty brutal, the scheduling. Yeah, it is. We um we do, we do exactly that. We have both ice baths and mass- massages. We're very fortunate that we are at Allianz Stadium, so our high performance centre is just next door, so we can go there and we have our whole recovery centre there. Um, do you let any other and stuff that we can lie down? Do you let any of the other nations use the recovery centre? <laughs> or do you keep that Absolutely to yourself? Not. Oh! <laughs> Absolutely not. That's all. I like it. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> they well, do have ice baths as well. They can use. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, earlier we uh, James told us about when he was uh, in the Australian swim team, and the American swim team didn't have physiotherapists. But now James's future father-in-law was a gun physiotherapist, and all the American, well, Jenny Thompson in particular, used to come and get physio, and she ended up winning. And you're like, oh, whoops, <laughs> beat the Australian. But anyway, you guys uh, much harder nose. We like that. Um, we like that. Hey, Dom, have you ever played for Australia in front of Australian crowds at a sevens tournament? Yeah, I have a few times actually. Oh. The um, the my fondest memory was in 2018. It was the last time that we played at Allianz before they redid the stadium. We actually um, we went undefeated and didn't concede a single point, which hadn't been done before. So that was a really special memory. So we're hoping. I don't know if we'll be able to do the same this weekend. Maybe we can. That would be amazing. But we're going to do something similar. Being back at Allianz now. Mm. Have you had a chance um, to? And that, that interesting. Sorry, Dom, have you had a chance to play or, or you know, get a feel for this new stadium yet? Because I think the last one was out of Parramatta, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right, it was. We we haven't played here yet, no. We've um, had a walk on the field and done a bit of media stuff there, but we haven't actually played there yet. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, Brazil at 150 today, Spain at 8.03 today, and then you've got a game against Ireland in your pool, Pool C. Given the fact your late start, we were talking about it earlier, we we wanted you to come on a little bit earlier, but you said, oh, I've got the sleep patterns and all that. So how much of, is that a designated, hey, you've, you've got to sleep to this certain point? Like how, how stringent is Tim Walsh and the performance staff around that? Um, they're, not, they're not too hard. They do, they do give us a guide. And because, yeah, because we are finishing later, they want us to try and sleep in just otherwise we're up early all morning and then having to try and nap during the day is a little bit trickier in saying that we do nap between games. But I, I'm a big sleeper. So I um, I think I remember when I was came in for you guys for the day and I was blown away by you only getting six hours sleep. I'm like a nine, ten hours minimum. So <laughs> yeah. I wanted to try and sleep as much as possible. Do you get any naps in like during the day when between games or you got to like caffeine yeah. up and stay awake? No, well, a bit of both. Girls, girls will have caffeine gum and stuff pre-game, but then, um, yeah, able to nap in between games. And like I said before, we're at our home games. So we've actually got um, beds and stuff in our high performance centre. Oh, but this is a luxury. When we're away tournament. on tour, even in our, <laughs> it is. It is a huge luxury because usually we have a little, um, a little space outside your living room, probably, and we all like sleeping all over each other yeah. um, in that little space in the ground there, which we can do. But yeah, we do try and nap if we can if, if you're a big sleeper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, we know you've had an incredible year as a team. What about what is the significance of this event for Olympic qualification? Yeah, it's huge. We need a we need a place in the top four in this season. So after this weekend, there's three three more tournaments and we need a we need a place in the top four for the overall world series to qualify automatically for Paris next year. Right. Paris Olympics. So 
I think even if we win, we won't automatically qualify just yet, but it'll put us in really good stead. And then the next tournament, if we were to win, we, I think, potentially could um, be, in the, be in the top four regardless of how we go the next few tournaments. So it's huge. Mm. It's very important. Otherwise, it then leads it up to having to go to Oceana and then potentially Repercharge, which, yeah, you'd rather just qualify automatically in this. It's definitely the easier path. Mm. Who, uh, if if the pool games pan out um, the way you expect, who who would you be playing in that second round? I think we've worked out that we actually it'll be a replica of last week, so we'll end up against Great Britain in the quarterfinal as yep. we did last week, and then potentially, hopefully, another shot at USA in the semi-final if everything pans out as revenge as we'd expect. I suppose yes, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Hey, um, Dom, um, I don't know whether you've – have you seen the paper today, page 83 of the Daily Telegraph? No, I haven't. Oh, there's like a full ad for the Sevens, and guess which player they've featured? Oh, it's not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Absolutely that's, it's you. Absolutely. So that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, is, that, is that a first for you? Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah. It is. I'm going to have to get a copy. You've got to get several copies. In my mum's scrapbook. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's uh, fantastic. Hey, Dom, you impressed us no end when you came in. We really appreciated your time then. We really appreciate it today as well. Go get them in this sevens tournament. We know how important it is from an Olympics point of view. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank uh, you. No problem. Dominic Toy. she's a delight. She's a Bloody good rugby player too. And uh, that is a good afternoon out. There's a good day yeah. out, yep. Saturday and Sunday. I think the dress-up is a bit of a thing too, right? Yeah, and enjoy the new stadium. A couple of great food outlets there. Um, just the facility generally. What? So the food outlets that you went to, what th- thoroughly there's, impressed you? I think you? there's a, uh, a Toddy's in there because uh, it's, uh, it's Maryvale. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, Toddy's? You don't know what Toddy's is? don't know what Toddy's is. No. Oh, man. Oh, really? It's an institution, Jimmy. Okay. It's a Maryvale right. institution. I'll tell you in the break. You better you better educate me on that one. All right. As we head to that break, here's Vanessa with Sydney's traffic update. Uh, yeah, we've got a $100 voucher courtesy of Tennis Only to give away. Shop online at Australia's number one tennis retailer. Visit tennisonly.com.au. Um, and the question is, you've got to get the fifth caller through, right? The, the, the question is... Um, who thinks that Stefanos Tsitsipas is not going to win in straight sets tonight? That's You've got to tell us the answer to that. Who thinks that Stefanos Tsitsipas is not going to win in straight sets tonight? That's for your $100 tennis-only voucher. Boys, quick one. Was at the Sydney Smash BBL two weekends ago? Wouldn't for the life of me figure out why the game was cut short by two overs when they started 15 minutes late, considering they play at night with a white ball. Cricket Australia wonder why numbers are dropping off. Things like that don't help, says 789. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because it rained short. And the other thing about it, we were talking about it at the time, and it, it's because you can't leave the lights on all night because it's in a residential area. There's restrictions around that. So there's the famous story about Kerry Packer when they're playing an early World Series cricket game and they said, oh, Kerry, it's going past 11 o'clock and, you know, we've got to turn the lights off at 11 o'clock. He said, wind back the clock. <laughs> Fix it. That's how you fix it. Oh, sorry, didn't know. <laughs> That's the same. Was that people in Paddington are saying that the lights are pa- the Paddington Moor Park area? Yes, Centennial Park. It's very yes, precious, isn't it? Oh, 
big coming from the bloke from Bondi sitting on the hill with Fletch, North Bondi, uh. <laughs> and Brandon Smith. Uh, all right, let's get to this. You have proven yourself to be a complete dead shit with that cat. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, what happened to Charles in charge? Oh, that, that was actually for your benefit. That was after the, the heat stat earlier. Uh, okay. Yeah, he wasn't too happy, Jimmy. He hasn't been happy this week at all. <laughs> Says the bloke who's genuinely can't drive right now because of DUI laws was, in this state. <laughs> who was at work beforehand? Who was at work before? You who who got here before? You did, Chuck. I sure did. Right. And I'd stay later if I was you too. But anyway. <laughs> uh, right. what do you got for us today? Uh, I've got all basketball stats today. Okay. Uh, there's so a lot of action. He's gone to the one website and just peeled off a couple of that's absolute, stats. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. Go uh, for it. Uh, so the Memphis Grizzlies uh, are on a four-game losing streak. Ever since profes- uh, professional shit stirrer Shannon Sharp... I uh, got into a heated altercation with the Grizzly center, Stephen Adams. So did you see this during the week? No. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, there was a bit of a argy-bargy and Shannon Sharp wearing like a blue cardigan uh, comes on the field and starts finger pointing to Stephen Adams, the big dude. Yeah, um, he's New yeah, Zealander. From, he's, yeah, Kiwi. Uh, yeah, ever since then, they've uh, lost four games in a row to the Lakers. Shannon Suns. Sharp. Is it Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp, yeah. On the steroids, I reckon. <laughs> Is he a former NFL player? Yep. Yeah, uh, tight yeah. end for the yeah. Denver Broncos. Yeah, okay. So um, that's but, that's your stat. Yeah, but they've lost to the Lakers, Suns, Kings, and then the Warriors yesterday. The Kings are the only team in there above five hundred. So a bit so, a bit like uh, me living rent free in your head. Maybe Shannon Sharp <laughs> lives rent free uh, in the heads of uh, the Memphis players. All right, that's a that's a great first stat. Anyway, next one. Uh, Damian Lillard he dropped sixty points yesterday against the Utah Jazz right. for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, it's actually the most efficient 60-point game in NBA history. He shot at 89.8% efficiency, including uh, uh, field goal, uh, free throw, um, and three-pointers as well. Mm. How, where are you with your NBA, James? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> your timing's I'm immaculate, I'm slowly Chuck. nodding off here with Chuck. <laughs> I don't even know where these oh, stats are going. Join the dots on those ones. Anyway, third and final. This one's my favorite. Uh, so this is a history-defining moment in college basketball yesterday. It's the first time this has ever happened. Uh, during a match between Duquesne and Loyola, major powerhouses in college basketball. Yes. An Uber Eats delivery man was on the court and he stopped play temporarily. Have you seen this footage? Have you seen this footage? No. No, I have not. So uh, what happened was uh, they were playing, they were dribbling uh, in the corner, and all of a sudden you see this bloke with Macca's, a Macca shake and a Macca's bag just walk on, just looking around <laughs> on the court, on the court, just oh, looking around saying, oh, a delivery for James, delivery for James. <laughs> and just, and the refs and all the players are like, what are you doing? Get off the field. And he keeps walking down the sideline on the court as well, looking to <laughs> order the, the Maccas. So the stat is for the first time ever, an yep. Uber delivery has stopped the college Correct. basketball game. That's, Correct. That's the stat. Was it Correct. a player or a fan who ordered the Uber? I would assume it was a fan. Fan. Just, do you get the sense that he's just been scrolling through his feed, mm. just seeing what comes up? Not yes. a whole heap of work on that. Um, I must say the Uber Eats ads that was on Tennis Australia, there, there was a card, Chris Kardashian or Chris... And you mean Chris Jenner? Jenner. And Kendall Jenner? Kendall, Kendall Jenner, Jenner. Yeah. yeah. My wife felt it set women back about four decades, but anyway. Uh, thank you, Chuck, I think. 
Uh, we'll go to a break. We've got to wrap things up. We've got to give away our Signet Boost Power Bank as well, so stick around. All right, we're just about done. Matty White coming up very shortly. Ryan Grant from Sydney FC, so they'll be very happy after the win last night. Jack Robinson, professional surfer. So there you go. Hey, uh, even Roger was a proper sook at early level. Smash more rackets than I've had hot dinners, says Mike. He also said, fun stat, Marat Safin, the king of breaking rackets. Marat Safin has broken an estimated over 700 rackets throughout his career. Wild. Yeah, uh, and so Mike sent a couple in about mental fragility, which is what you were talking about earlier. Um, so he's going to get our Signet Boost Power Bank, which will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Now, you did a bit of journalism, as Jaleesa Apps would describe it. Um, and talking about the ICC Test Player of the Year, it was Ben Stokes, but his numbers are nowhere near as good as Cameron Green. Yeah, interesting one. I mean, he is the captain, and you've got to take that into consideration. England obviously had an awesome year in the test arena, but uh, Cameron Green on the up and up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Future Australian captain, you reckon? I would have thought. There yeah. you go. Joel and Fletch here from Monday. Matty White now. Cricket tonight as well across SEN. What's on today? Off to swim some laps, Jimmy. Oh, you'll be doing that on your own. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>